Are you locked up in quarantine? Do you have no one but your cat to play tabletop RPGs with? Do you have a forever GM in your group who wants to have a single player character and not have to do hours of work to prepare for every single session for once? Or are you just interested in a simple, evocative, expansive, exciting and cinematic Powered by the Apocalypse game to play? Let me tell you about Ironsworn. Lock up the rage and rattles the cage The fury it never leaves me oh. Ironsworn is a game by Sean Tompkin released in early 2019. In early 2020, Tompkin released Ironsworn Delve, an expansion to the core game that added rules for expeditions into perilous places, as well as more foes, encounters, setting info, big new mechanical additions to the core gameplay loop, and much more. But what is Ironsworn? Well, it's you! As the opening to the Your Character chapter reads, You are Ironsworn. Others live out their lives hardly venturing beyond the walls of their village or steading, but you are different. Your sworn vows will lead to a life of danger, heroism, and sacrifice at the edge of the known world. Ironsworn has managed to perfect solo and cooperative play in the more traditional campaign-length fantasy adventure experience, and I'd absolutely recommend playing the game solo or co-op way before you ever consider playing it with the traditional GM. It combines a masterful usage of PBTA moves with a huge amount of evocative and useful random generation tables, called oracles, for an adventuring experience that ends up being just as, if not more, exciting and interesting than anything traditionally GM'd could ever conjure. And you can do it with zero preparation whatsoever. In Ironsworn, you'll journey across the perilous Ironlands, forming bonds with the communities and people you meet along the way, swearing vows to those communities and people, mapping out a huge map full of people, monsters, places and adventures. You'll win, you will lose, you will laugh and you will cry. You will fall and drag your way back from the edge of hell, and eventually you will retire from your life of adventuring, having created a full, living, breathing world, and explored every inch of it. The game operates based on several cycles and levels of progression tracks, which you create when you swear a vow or come across challenges, and slowly fill out as you make progress toward the goal before eventually resolving them and seeing how well you fulfilled that goal. The move list is quite expansive, but every single move is useful and interesting, and the Delve expansion adds several moves you can add onto your core move list in addition to the moves relating to its specific additions. Most of the gameplay loops are also accompanied by a flowchart in the book, which makes both learning and explaining the game so much easier than most other games. With over a hundred quest starters baked into the world map and bestiary, as well as dozens of random generation tables, Ironsworn will create when you can't, give you a boost if you have half an idea, and get out of your way where you can do it on your own, and will help you create an amazingly immersive and detailed world without you ever having to leave the pages of the book for inspiration. 2. The Core Gameplay Ironsworn abandons the usual 2d6 dice system of most PBTA games in favour of a d6 2d10 system, where you trigger a move, roll a d6 and 2d10, Add your stats and bonuses to the d6, and see if that number beats either or both of the d10s. You beat both, you succeed without a problem. Beat one, you succeed with a few problems. But if you don't beat either, well then you're going to have a bad time. Luckily, you may be able to avoid that bad time. On your sheet is also a momentum track, which is a crucial mechanic for every action you take. You gain or lose it by scoring hits and misses on moves, and if it's high enough, you can turn a miss into a weak hit, and a weak hit into a strong hit. However, if you let it fall too low, it will actively hinder you, removing the d6 from your roll if you make the mistake of rolling a number that's equal to your negative momentum. This system very effectively simulates compounding successes and failures, and is probably one of my favourite individual mechanics in this game. 
The thing that ties the core gameplay loop together and your soon-to-be best friend in Iron Sword is a simple one at a glance. Ten empty boxes, side by side, so empty and unassuming, but oh, if only you could understand the wonders and troubles they will contain. I'm of course talking about none other than the progress track. From your background, to your encounters, to your main progression throughout the whole campaign and eventual retirement from the Ironlands, most everything you do will influence and be influenced by progress tracks. And no matter what you do, they'll stick to this general structure. First, creating the track. Decide its difficulty, which determines how many boxes are filled when you make progress, and how hard you get hit when you fail. Second, filling the track. Perform actions that will lead to success, and you'll be told to mark progress. On the easiest track, you mark three full boxes out of ten each time you mark progress. On the hardest track, you mark a quarter of a box. Finally, resolve the track. Compare your number of filled boxes to an unmodifiable 2d10 roll, and see if your number of boxes beats the numbers on the d10s. This mechanic creates a balancing act between taking more risks to get a higher chance of resolving the challenge successfully, or trying to end it early to stay safe and risk losing outright right then and there. I love it. There's an additional mechanic in combat called initiative, which you gain by succeeding or failing moves. It will determine whether you make active or reactive moves in combat, and combined with some of the oracles, it simulates the changing flow of battle fantastically well. Swearing and fulfilling vows is how you gain experience points, and the vows are the longest of your non-permanent progress tracks to resolve. Speaking of permanent progress tracks, there are two that will be there for your whole journey, the second of which I will detail in the section on the Delve expansion. The first one is your bonds. As you meet people and find settlements, you will forge bonds with them, and with each successful bond forged, you will mark progress on the bonds track. This is effectively your progress through the whole campaign, the progress move for bonds being right your epilogue, where you lay out your hopes and fears for your future after retirement and roll the d10s one final time. Either things come to pass as you hoped, or your worst fears are realised. It's just like real life! 3. Your character Your character is made up of stats, tracks, and assets. Your five stats are Edge, Iron, Heart, Shadow, and Wits, and your basic tracks are Health, Spirit, and Supply. The stats are very good and offer a lot of customizability in your character build, while not having any real weak links. Even when you have a firm direction and playstyle you want to use for a character, deciding which stat to put that measly plus one modifier in is never going to be a totally easy decision. If you're playing co-op, you'll be able to somewhat cover each other's weaknesses, but if you're a lone wanderer, then you're really going to feel the times when you come up against challenges where your normal tricks aren't going to work. If you want my advice, don't dump wits, at least not if you're alone. Journeying is based on wits, and while it is possible to weigh up your somewhat lacking brain with companions and magic, being bad at moving across the world is going to make your life very difficult. Health is self-explanatory. Your physical health and well-being, you lose it by being stabbed by bandits and crunched by horrible beasts. Spirit is your mental state, but not in the sanity way that some games do it. It's decreased as you get stressed and strained on your journey, and it's restored when you spend time forging bonds or sojourning in settlements. Supply is an abstraction of your gear and preparedness, including food and water, ammo, adventuring gear, and upkeep. Supply is the only track that is shared between your whole party. Assets are where character creation truly shines in its customizability and freedom. Assets come in four flavours. Companions, which are NPCs that travel with you and help in your journeys. 
paths, which are general backgrounds, interests, specializations, and training. Combat talents, which are specific fighting skills and represent your particular way of approaching combat. They usually require you to have a specific type of weapon, and while the game has an abstracted gear system, you can lose weapons that you need for your combat talents as narrative consequences. And rituals, which are magical talents and tricks that you can use to help you on your journeys. The default ability on a ritual is always a move that you must make to trigger its effect. You get three assets at character creation, and you can buy more or upgrade the ones you have when you gain experience points. Thor, the world. The setting on Ironsworn is highly customizable. By default, the game is set in the Ironlands, a vast peninsula in the Northern Ocean now populated by the Ironlanders, who settled here two generations ago. Life in the Ironlands is hard, and in the two generations before the game start, people have survived but not prospered. The winters are long and brutal, crops die and harvests are uncertain, and, depending on your choices, it may be a place full of dark magic, monstrous beasts and dreaded horrors. So really, it's not that much different from living in Northern Sweden. The game comes with a blank map and a workbook containing 11 points where you can put your own spin on the Ironlands. Each point comes with three pre-written options and space to write your own. And of course, each option on each point comes with a quest starter. Each of the three options on each point is evocative and interesting, and the whole workbook is an excellent tool both for creating a personalised world of your own for a solo campaign, and getting everyone involved, engaged and on board in a co-op guided play campaign. The Ironlands have nine distinct and detailed regions with different features, related creatures and foes, and of course a quest starter attached to each one. They're detailed enough to spark your own imagination as you explore and fill out the map, and never get in your way if you have big ideas of your own. 5. Delve Released a little more than a year after the core game, Iron's One Delve is an expansion almost as big as the core book, but with no space having to be spent on core mechanics and character creation, it is filled to the brim with new mechanics, optional mechanics to enhance the core Iron's One experience, and several new oracle tables and lists of dangerous foes that roam the Ironlands. The main addition of Delve is Sights, an umbrella term for all kinds of dangerous places that your character will wander into and explore to reach the goal at the end. Sites are made up of a theme and a domain, effectively a description and a location, and the book comes with 20 pre-made sites spread across the Ironlands. Delve comes with a set of new moves to interact with the sites, and they're all absolutely great. Won't go into detail, but want to highlight my favourite of the new moves, Delve the Depths. It's your main move for moving through a site, and you can roll with your choice of one of three different stats. And not only does that mean that you're not going to be locked out of dungeon delving based on your character build, which stat you roll with lets you roll on a different table for your result based on your success level. I could talk about it for hours, but just buy the book and read it yourself. It is a masterpiece of a move. The second most important addition is threats. A threat is attached to a vow and represents a force working against you as you try to fulfill it. It's optional and probably shouldn't be added to every single vow you take, but it does a good job of adding time pressure to your important missions. Along with new foes, there's also rules for anomalies, which are strange magical phenomena that you can stumble across and have to perform a challenge to survive. Swell's so rules for making money and wealth a more constant mechanic, magical items called rarities that attach to your assets, and valuable artifacts with legendary power. The one rule I want to especially highlight and urge you to add to your core set of mechanics in every single Lions 1 campaign is failure. This is the second of your permanent progress tracks, and you mark a tick every time you score a miss on a move. And you can resolve the progress to gain some experience, maybe even get the chance to remove or change assets on your character. It is incredible, it adds so much to the game, and has the added benefit of giving you the possibility of rolling so bad that you fail to learn from your failure and fall deeper into your bad habits and tendencies. 
6. Criticism. Just by looking at the character sheet and reading the books, it's a little unclear that there's no upper limit on how much experience you can gain. And how rarities work is a bit hard to understand at first. That's it. Conclusion. I love Ironsworn. I give it a 10 formidable progress tracks out of 10 times I got my face ripped off by an iron-racked beast in the forest. It is a fantastic game and I thoroughly recommend it. Go play it. It's free. The expansion is only $12.50. It should by all rights cost many times more than that. It's incredibly affordable, way too unknown. It's the best game of the last few years. It is made by one person and it puts most AAA RPGs to shame. Grief in the snow, the winter of woe Has come here to judge and bereave me Lock up the rage, it rattles the cage The fury it never leaves me Hey, 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 folks, and thank you so much for listening to my Iron Swan review. This is the first thing I've recorded in probably literally years that was scripted. And, I mean, hopefully you liked it. I don't know, I hope so. Um, the song you're listening to is Ode to Fury by the genius Miracle of Sound. As always, everything in the description. Go play this game, it's so good. I just, I just, when I had the idea of making RPG reviews for the first time, like, there was never a question of what I would do first, because I just love this game so bloody much. Like... If you like RPGs, if you like adventure, if you like fucking anything, go go play it. Like, it's literally free. The sheets on Roll20 are really good. Anyway, script to this episode is found on my Ko-fi page, which will be linked in the show notes. If you want to send me some money, you can do that there, or just get me a Streamlabs donation while I'm streaming. It's so appreciated. I'm currently going through some financial troubles or maybe able to squeeze through any tips or donations right now are gonna make everything just so much easier but anyway thank you very much for listening you've been wonderful stay safe until next time have a good one <laughs>